Welcome back to BBGG uh, podcast uh, by some random guys. Guys who are not good at golf who want to get better. I'm okay at golf. You're okay at golf. We try. Yeah, I wouldn't say we're not good. I'd say we're not great. We're average golfers. We're every men golfers. Uh, pretty average. Yes. Average in every sense of the word. Anyway, uh, I'm Shane. And I am Caleb. Yeah, and today we will talk about golf. Golf. Golf, golf, golf. One of my favourite things. Golf, golf, golf. I don't think there's anything I look forward to quite as much as golf. Except getting home from work to my kids. But And golf. Once I get home, all I'm thinking about <laughs> is golf. Yep. So yeah, we had an interesting week. So well, last week, last last podcast, we just finished at Palmetto. Is that right? Yes. Um, and we had uh, resigned ourselves to fixing everything that was wrong with our game. Yes. Did that we do that? Right. No. No, we didn't. We did not. Um, it was very hard to fix yourself without being given good tips by somebody externally. Who knows better? And, I mean, the fact that we haven't been to the driving range either like to actually work on our stuff. True. So, so I, last time we spoke on podcast, mm. because we speak every day, but last time we recorded, I had just been diagnosed with De Quervain's tenosynovitis, mm. um, which I can now pronounce because I've been saying it a lot since then. Why? What's wrong with you? You've got a brace on. What's wrong? Well, funny story. My De thumb was sore. De Quervo tendonitis thing. Yeah. But it's actually better. So, I mean, we'll get to this later, but I played the game last night, just nine holes. Did night golf with Emerald Lakes. Mm. And uh, didn't hurt at all. Mm. So, so this, that's positive. This week, or weekend slash week just been we've both played a game of golf separately to each other yes um i played 18 you played nine yes um and look from all uh reports that i've heard from all of my sources which is you <laughs> you didn't sound like you did too badly so how about let's have a quick recap how did you go on your game you played monday at yeah. The river course. Played Sunday. Oh, you played Sunday. Afternoon at the river course. Um, after a good week of rain, so it was still mushy. Yeah. Um, you know, the first tee was a very little... It's a dog left, dog leg right. <laughs> yeah. And my ball with the driver flung short and to the left. And instead of rolling... Cause it's still just off the fairway. It wasn't wasn't a bad miss, mm -hmm. but it hits hit a puddle and just sort of stops. So ah, that's all right. that sort of um, about half the course was like that. Right, bit soggy, not much run. Um, but yeah, I was uh, going back to the four facets of the game. My driving, I feel, was really good. Yeah. I was very happy with it. Um, 
hit half the fairways and the ones I missed were weren't terrible. Great. My approach in short game. So my chipping was good. Your um, chipping's always pretty good. Yeah, I don't I don't seem to have issues there. But my pitching and my approach, iron approach is was not good. Not right. good. Just trying to implement new swing thoughts and new uh a new swing in general. Yeah. To try and uh, get rid of my sort of the, the my habit of chunking and thinning it. Right. Try and hit down on the ball a bit more. So it's interesting you uh, mentioned your new swing thoughts mm. because last time we spoke, you mentioned how you feel like you have a real Gumby swing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your swing was still Gumby? Oh, I, I haven't filmed it to check it, but I feel like I'm probably heading in the right direction to fix it. Mm-hmm. I feel like in practice swings and sort of doing what I can in the backyard... Um, I feel like I can get a bit more pace into the ball doing it this way. Yeah. Um, sort of re- driving with the f- with the legs instead of trying to guide the club with my arms. Yeah. Right. Um, but again, I think it's, it'll it'll evolve and change over time. Yes. But it's uh, it's it's probably heading the right direction. Well, that's good. It's positive. Hmm. Hmm. So I think it's yeah, just trying to fix my my back swing, trying to make get more rotation, and then plant the front foot and drive through it, drive through the ball. Nice. So um, I reckon out of all my approach shots, so I shot a hundred. Right. Um, my putting was pretty okay. It's one point eight three, I think, putts per hole. Nice. Um, obviously driving was an issue, so everything in between was either a chip or an approach shot. Um, so I'd say out of how many shots would that be? What are we looking at? 36 putts? 37 putts? 38 putts? I think it was 38. Yeah. 38 putts, 14 drives. Probably suggest I'd chip once every... Maybe say fourteen times. Yeah. So that puts us up to about sixty shots. So you, when you chipped, you were pretty good at getting up and down. Is what you're trying to say, mm. or at least getting on the green and having two parts. Mm. That's good. So your long irons is where you suffered this time. Long and mids. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think there was about five or six shots that I hit really well, and I was like, oh, baby, that's what I need to do every time. Yeah, right. Other than that, it was there was a lot of... Uh, didn't thin the ball, but chunked it a lot. Okay. Yeah, I'm starting to... I'm starting to feel like that's my uh, miss. Yeah. Is chunking more often than thinning. I, I think I, I hit one ball that felt like I hit really low, on the face, mm. and I could it sort of hurt a little bit, but mm. still flew straight and far. Yeah, but uh, well, I think chunk. I, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say that to be able to, as thin as I get, I yeah. don't really um hit them that often. Yeah, well, I mean, you've seen me drive as well. I often, I can have a tendency to top it. Yeah. Um. And it not go far, but I didn't do that either. Um just with this new sort of swing pattern. Yeah. And I think 
chunking it is evidence that you know I'm sort of getting the right motions and I'm just probably not used to it or not getting it quite right yeah um, not thinning it means I'm not leaning back and trying to force the club to get the ball in the air yeah I'm trying to compress the ball which is why I'm chunking and just missing it so I, I don't know I feel like I'm stepping in the right direction it's just um, got to get used to it but time will tell I guess practice and time might yeah. do some film myself again and because I think that helped me the most last time filming. Yeah. And uh, so having a look at what looks funny and, you know, compare it to different swings or one one you've hit good and one you've hit poorly and work out why. Yeah. I should have filmed myself a bit last night. It was actually quite um, hard not being able to see where the balls were going. <laughs> hmm. But uh, I think... Maybe if I had it filmed, I would have actually been able to have a quick look back and see which direction my ball went. Mm. But I filmed myself when I got home from work yesterday because I wanted to see, A, if I could swing the club with no pain in my thumb. Mm. And if I could, could do it consistently, then I was like, you know what, I'll go to the range or I'll go have a game tonight. Obviously settled on the game. So I grabbed my driver out, went out the back, practiced my swing a couple of times, had a mark on the ground that I was treating like a ball and uh, recorded myself in slow-mo, did a couple of swings and was like, oh yeah, clearly hitting that into out. And thought I'd fixed it on my last swing. And uh, when I looked back at it, I was like, that would have been a dead straight drive. Uh, but when we got out on the course, I only had one dead straight drive <laughs> out of, well, we got, I think, two par threes. So it would have been seven holes that I could have driven on or that I tried to drive on. And uh, out of all of those, only one went straight. Disappointing. Mm. And I think I was, on the last hole, when I did my straight drive, I just stood a bit further away from the ball, angled my body around a bit more, so I wasn't quite like I wasn't actually letting my arms get close enough to go out to in on my downswing. And uh, that was the uh, that was a great drive. Set myself up for a nice little six iron into the green, and then. Uh, hooked my six iron into the water. Mm, not fun. No. Just a standard play of events in one of our games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Set yourself up for a perfect shot with a club you're normally confident with and then uh, that's the club that you uh, stuff it. Yep. So going back to my game, I uh, the one time I, had, I was able to take the approach and pitching out of the game, I parred. Yeah, <laughs> I, I drove this amazing drive, like two sixty, and I was able to just bump and run up onto the green. Yeah, and took awesome. for par. Um, I was feeling good about my game then, but it was uh, not to be. No, that's unfortunate. I didn't score a par on my nine last night. No, best I did was bogeys. Worst I did, quad bogey. There was only one. And everything else was double bogey or bogey. So on par three, four, five. The quad was on a par four. It was on the last hole actually because of the the penalty strokes. Yeah. The um, my first first hole I'm pretty sure was an eight. Right. Which is that that was just me. Uh, obviously, we talked about my first drive and it yep. was rubbish. Then I, you know, tried to hit a long line. Hit about three quarters of the distance. I 
should have got out of it. A couple of chunks later, <laughs> chipping onto the green, two putting yep. for an eight. It's, um, it's not what you want out of a first hole. It always sets you up for a bit of a, oh, no, here we go. Yeah. Fortunately, the second hole was the uh, the para hit. Nice. <laughs> I was pretty happy with that. Um, yeah, I, my um, my inconsistencies around the green, I've realised have come down to pretty much one thing. When I'm close enough to just do a little bump onto the green and let it run towards the hole, but I choose to try and get it in the air. Instead of uh, trying to run up and... Well, uh, so, I mean, you saw me at Gainsborough. I think we talked about it the first the first podcast we did. Sure. When I tried to hit my 60 degree or my 52 degree in rough, I was keeping the club face open mm-hmm. unintentionally and shanking them off to the right. Mm-hmm. And that last night I had an opportunity to get on the green for five on the par four, was fairly close to the flag, shanked it right, and it went further away from the flag than what it was. So it... uh and that was out of out of the rough. I should have just taken a pitching wedge and just given it a little slight yeah. putter stroke and got it out of the rough and onto the green. But I was like, nah, I can do this. I can get it up in the air and just land it softly down next to the pin. And yeah, that, of course I didn't. I mean, obviously we think in our heads, if we make it go high, it'll stop sooner. We're exactly where we need it to. Yeah. Right next to the pin. Yep. <laughs> Off in case um, we're not that good. No. I actually thought I'd hit the green, then walked up to it and hadn't hit the green and was like, <sighs> it was a while away from the cart because it was the opposite side of the uh, hole from where you have to leave the cart on the path. Mm. So I went back, grabbed my 60 degree, walked back up and was like, I shouldn't have grabbed my 60 degree, but by then I was like, you know what, I'm not going back to change my club. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'll just give it a little um, a little soft hit. It's actually my soft hit because I don't, I don't follow through properly yeah. when I'm soft hitting my wedges. You get tentative. Yeah. And so I, I don't keep my arms rigid enough. And so the club face is just free to do what it wants in the grass. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, stuffs me. Yeah, there's nothing worse than that. I, when when I'm chipping and I, you know, get tentative about it. Yeah. You do your practice swings, you're like, okay, that's that's how fast I'm going to do it. But then you're like, actually pull it back. And then, yeah. right at the last second, you, you're like, <laughs> oh, but it's going to go too far. And then yeah. you're just nothing. Yeah, I should have trusted it. 60 degree, I, like, I know how it feels when I hit it. When I'm practicing at home and I'm chipping. That's right. How fast I hit it and how far it goes. And so I'm like, I should have just stuck with it. Yeah. But uh, you always get nervous out on the course. Well, it's different when there's a pin there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't be, but it is. Yeah. Uh, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen golfing? The funniest thing I've ever seen golfing. Okay. Right, this happened uh, on the... Two things happened to me, and ones isn't quite funny. <laughs> it's going to be funny. Well, no, no, it's not, but... All right. This happened at a little par three course... Um, down in Tally, Talabadra. Yeah. I, I don't think it's there anymore. That can't remember what it's called. It was I was a teenager, um, just mucking around, didn't know anything. And we went to tee off, and right next to us was um, 
a massive horse. Right. And he was massive. His uh, appendage. Oh, right. And uh, being, <laughs> being a teenage boy, that was the funniest thing. <laughs> yes. And, and it was quite distracting. Yes, teenage boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you know. It's you, funny no matter how old you are, depending on how your sense of humor was. Well, I mean, it was... It was big. Yeah. It was. It was. It was horse size. It was horse size, and it was imposing, and it was right there, (laughs) like not four meters away. He's just standing there looking at us, and we're like, "Well, now we've got a tee off." Yeah. Um. So we had a good giggle. That's still a funny memory. I wouldn't say a fond memory, but it's a, (laughs) a funny one nonetheless. Yes. Um. And on that very that same course. Um, again, being a teenage boy, it was funny at the time, but now that I think about it, it's not really, um, hitting a really good shot and it went really far into a flock of like ducks and I think I got one in the leg. Right. And then later on we saw a one-legged duck. Do you reckon you tore its leg off? I don't know. It's probably just holding it up. Well, that's, sure. that's, that's what, as a, as a, you know, intelligent adult male. Yeah. That's what I think happened. I, yeah. heard, I heard it saying it was nursing it, but... Tore its ACL. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that happened on the same... The same game. Same game. Right. As a teenager, that was just... What an eventful day. Goodness me. I tore, right. the, tore the leg off a duck and saw a giant horse's member. <laughs> Members only course. Members only course. Um, and yourself? Well... <laughs> Of course, I asked because I had a story to tell. I didn't realise that. So I, I played with my brother last night. Yes. Who's six four? Sure. Ish. Is he? The, he's not that tall. He's tall. Is he? I think Dad's six three, and he's just he's got about an inch on Dad. Okay. Anyway, he's playing with a standard set of clubs. Yeah. Now I said to him, "You look so funny crouching over those clubs." He's like, he said he got it fitted, and the guy was only going to give him an extra inch. I was like, <laughs> need like an extra foot. Anyway, that's how he he was crouching over so much, like his body looked like a C, like the letter C. Anyway, that was the funniest thing I've seen in a while. That's Him swinging the golf club, it was, he was like, his top half of his body was like parallel to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, not a funny story. No, it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, a running joke between Caleb and I is that all of these stories get a 2 out of 10 and I'd say that one was par for the course <laughs> excuse yes. the pun if the course was a par 2 <laughs> uh, look it was funny to me alright well, I, I don't, really don't have any other funny stories I mean I thought about when you said about uh, the horse I thought for sure the story was going in the way of the horse was distracting and because it was there in your peripherals you shanked the ball and it hit the horse no but it just did uh, turned it uh, into a completely different type of story and then that made me think when i was about 10 i played with my cousin his dad and uh my dad hmm. and uh i grabbed a five wood and i still didn't know how to play and I hit it as hard as I could, and the ball shot straight out to the right and hit my cousin in the leg. <laughs> uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty sore. Also not a funny story. Yeah, that would hurt. 
Oh, actually, I've got another one. Yeah. This is, the I think, the first time I played Cool and Gutter River Course. Right. I don't know if you, were you there for this one? I've never played Cool and Gutter River Course. No, you did say I've that. I've only played the West Course. Okay. I think it was a par whatever. I was hitting a five iron. I was, say, 180 out. Yep. The, our playing partners, so the other cart, was say twenty meters to my right. Twenty meters to my right. And maybe five to ten meters forward. Right. right. In front so not of far. Me. Not far at all. No. <laughs> and I shanked it. Shanked it hard. Boy did I and it went directly for the dude who was taking practice swings <laughs> missed him and you hear a loud ting and I hit the cart right like it went under the wheel yeah we looked for it forever like move the cart wasn't under the cart yeah um anyway it ended up like impossible you could never recreate it if you tried tiger couldn't hit this shot if you tried <laughs> it ended up like in the middle of the cart chassis like in a spot that could only fit a golf ball. Right. Like you you could not Yeah, just got You stuck. couldn't you couldn't place it there. It had something wedged. It had something wedged. <laughs> yeah. Um so I almost killed a man and did an impossible <laughs> shot. That's my crowning golfing achievement. Right. No one could pull off that shot if they tried. Yeah. Unfortunately not the kind of impossible shot you want, but Oh look, it was frust I was frustrated. Yeah, I bet. It's not how I wanted to... Because I think it was like the third or fourth hole. Right. It was the fourth. And my first hole I'd birdied. Yeah. Second hole I parred. Right. And the third hole I bogeyed. Right. So I was trending down. I started... I was like, started hot. I'm like, yes, here we go. Yeah. You never told me that you got a birdie. Yeah. The first, first time I stepped foot on that course, the first hole I got a birdie. Oh, right. Yeah, I was still thinking last time you played. No, 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 just par. Right. But birdie, par, bogey. I was right. trending down, fourth hole, hit this, shanked it into the thing. I'm like, no, well, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was looking forward to breaking the hundo there, but I did not. Yeah, it's like you'd uh, escaped the vision of the golf gods temporarily and they'd let you get a, a birdie and a par, and then they're like, hang on a second, that's Shane Blakemore. <laughs> that's Shane. No. That's Shank. Shank. <laughs> Yes, no. yes, you're shanked from now on. It's just too hard to say. I mean, you feel free to call me that, but it's a little hard to say. All right, what about Shane Shankmore? Shane Shankmore will work. All right, we'll, uh, we'll settle with that, and hopefully that'll inspire you to shank less. It will. Good. Then we're settled. Shane shank less. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, uh, we, we're playing tomorrow afternoon. We are. You and I. We are. We got special uh, circumstances. We did. And uh, look, your wife is, who knows how far away she is from uh, going into labour. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're having them in four weeks no matter what happens, but uh, yeah. we've had some scares along the way. Yes. So you were in hospital yesterday mm-hmm. from 3 a.m.? Yeah. Which is uh, 
crazy. But thankfully, Dr. Ran is tested and said she's not going to have them for 72 hours, which keeps us safe until Friday. So we, <laughs> we can play golf tomorrow afternoon and not feel guilty. Well, that's not the reason we're uh, playing golf. But no, of course not. My wife uh, is an amazing lady who is even now letting me play golf yes. all an afternoon. She's, uh, yeah, she's great. We both have pretty fantastic wives. Mm. So uh, Lucky us. Yes, shout out to our wives. I hope, hope you're listening. You probably won't, but <laughs> you yeah. take a number one spot over golf, just to say no. Yes, always number one spot. Forever and always. Always. So, so yeah. we're playing golf tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> we are. I'm full 18. Really nice course, this one. Arundel Hills. One of probably... I like it. It's probably yeah. my favourite. It is a good course. There's a couple of holes in particular that stand out to me as holes that I hate and that I dread every time I go there. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's got some really nice ones too. Mm. I, you know what? I honestly don't think there's a par three on the Gold Coast that's as appealing as the, uh, what is it, the 14th, 15th? It's got the, you start up on, oh, I reckon it's got to be about 20 metres of elevation. It's pretty high. Yeah, and you hit down to the uh, hole, which on paper is 160 metres away, I believe. Yeah. And uh, I guess you don't quite need as much club as it's you'd good. hit for 160 because it's well, no, you 20 metres of drop. Club down because it's well, well lower. Yes. Um, it is pretty. It is pretty. I've hit the green both times we've been. And which surprises me, because I don't get that many green in regs, especially on par threes. But this one seems to uh, be a fairly easy one. I think I played there four, three or four times. I think four. The first time I hit the green real close, like within maybe fifteen feet. Yeah, pretty good. Every time since I've not hit it. Yeah, I mean, my, the last time we played there, I think the first time we played there, I had a pretty okay birdie chance. Mm. It was maybe. 10 feet mm. of course I missed it yeah but uh, then the second time we played the pin was on the right hand side of the green and th this is a wide it's a narrow green front to back but it's wide left to right that's right and uh, the pin was on the right hand side at the front yeah and my ball landed on the left hand side at the back <laughs> so there's no way I was getting that in in two but uh, look I, I just felt like I had to follow up my always get the green and reg on that hole with my green and regs aren't great on that hole. Oh, There's still greens in reg. The green and regs, green and reg. Yes. You do a nice little lag part, you're good. Yeah. Par's, par's okay. Yeah. Just go for bogey golf. Bogey golf. Bogey golf. We'll get us under a hundo. Yes. So par's are great for bogey golf. Yes, they are. <laughs> Worst hole on that course has got to be the uh, 13th. I believe it's the 13th. Is that the uphill one. The mega, uphill one. Mega uphill. Yeah, so that uh, leads you up to the... 20 metres of elevation you have yeah, yeah, yeah. coming down on the 14th. Yeah, I always find it difficult because I hit fairly low. I always find it difficult to hit uphill. It usually takes me an extra stroke or two, especially if I'm not hitting straight. Yeah. Well, look, I don't find it hard to get my ball up in the air, but no, you do not. I've never hit the fairway on that hole. Both times we've played that hole, it's gone off to the left. Yeah. And then I took a provisional last time we played, went off to the right. Yeah. Couldn't find it. I think I feel more comfortable playing now than I have in the past. Up yeah. Here. I, I I think I'd feel more comfortable now knowing that I can just get it over the hill with a six iron 
and leave myself with I don't know, another six iron up further. <laughs> I mean, I'm hitting my six iron good two, at the moment. Two six so. irons is still a layup. Yeah. I don't know if you'd be hitting the green there. No. So I'm I'm averaging about 160 with my six iron meters. Yeah. So what's that? 175 yards. Yards. Yeah. Uh. So I mean that's. 320 meters, mm. which means I still got probably a pitching wedge into the hole. Yeah, maybe a bit more, uh, which is fine because I'm a lot more comfortable and straighter with my short irons. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing that one again. I just have to remember on the day not to try and drive it because it's probably. I mean, let's see how my driver goes tomorrow. Yeah, but if I'm not hitting it straight, then I'll probably pack my driver in early tomorrow. No, don't do that. Well, no, I need to drive or die. No. I'd rather die. Right. No, I wouldn't rather die. I'd rather don't I'd rather keep my score low on a course where I don't want to lose balls because I'm driving them terribly. Yeah, it was it was strange. I had I played with four people last weekend. Yeah. Uh-huh. Every drivable hole I drove, um, all of my playing partners, so all the other three, mm-hmm. I think I saw the driver twice max from either of them. Right. One of them didn't drive at all. Right. I mean, he hits his hybrid like an absolute boss, but yeah. it was a great shot. He got very consistent with his hybrids, straight, yeah. high, long. But I was the only one who was driving it. Right. My driving was great, yeah. so I was often in front of him. But, yeah, it was just interesting how many people are scared of the big stick. Yeah. Well, it's not... I feel like, at the moment, my goal is still to break 100. Hmm. So I'm like, if it, if it takes putting my driver away for one game... To break a hundred, while I get better at actually being able to consistently drive straight, then in my opinion that'd be worth it. But yeah, yeah. obviously it would be way more worth it if I can drive every drivable hole and I mean, not have to worry about it. Let's just hit every club good and we'll be right. Maybe that's what I'll try tomorrow. I'll try <laughs> just hit every club good. Yeah. Hmm. Well, see, that's driving's not an issue for me right now. I'm hitting it really well. Yeah. It's my iron, so I'll be damned if I'm. Hitting an iron off a tee. Yeah, well. Unless I have to. Maybe you can hit all my drivers for me. All right. That's probably... Bit of ambrosia. Ambrosia, alternate shot, but you just alternate between your drives and my drives. Or we just play, just play straight up. Straight up. You know, we never played match play. We haven't, you're right. It's not something we do. Apparently, it's very common. Well, I mean, normally you play match play for either bragging rights or for some sort of prize. Hmm. But I feel like... Well, well, I mean, neither of us are the sort of people that are like, I'm going to bet you this amount of money to do this. No. So We don't we don't bet on the course. Cause no. Neither of which, us want to throw money away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, again, is very common, people betting on the course. Yeah. Um, which I, I find strange. But I wonder if it, we do play match play, Yeah. it being so competitive... Or if we're competing, if it'll elevate our game. Or make it worse. De-elevate it. <laughs> Descalate it. Descalate. De-escalate. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I believe it's pronounced descalate. Ah. It's got two E's. Descalate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, look, it would be, I think, personally, okay, well, let's think of a scenario, right? You're 100 metres. Yeah. 110 yards out. Mm-hmm. And you got a tree overhanging in front of you, mm. and 
you can either take your pitching wedge yeah. and risk hitting it Have into crash. the branch, yeah. but you're like, no, nah, I can hit a low shot that comes out and still makes it to the green. Yeah. Or you can hit your eight iron a bit softer and lower. I mean, in theory, like right now, I'd go, well, yeah, I'd take my eight iron and I'd keep it low so I could get it up close to the green. But would, out on the course, I'm you? going... No. Oh, in th- sorry. In, in theory, theory, you would. In theory, but I on would. On the course, you like. On the course, I'd go. No, this is a pitching wedge straight up. Like if I hit an eight iron, it could roll straight over the other side of the green. But with a pitching wedge, I could get it close, and it's going to stop and drop. So I'm taking the pitching wedge, and then I hit it up into the tree. Yeah. And it's nowhere near the green. Yeah. So look, I think it would be. It's very hard for me to. I wouldn't be able to tell you confidently. Yes, if we played match play, I'd get better. So do you think that? that scenario where you would choose pitching wedge, would that change if we were playing match play? Would you go, I'm playing more sensible so I can beat this other flog? Or it might change depending on how I'm hitting my shots. Say I've already hit three and you're on your second shot, would you just go go for gold? Or would you play That's sensible? a good point. Well, yeah. If, so if I'm about to hit my third shot and your second shot's on the green and my third shot's not... You'd go for the pitching I'd, wedge. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd go for it, right? Because with match play, you have nothing to lose, right? That's right. Like you'd need to. I mean, if you're already a shot up, then I've got to risk as much as I can to get the best outcome. Outcome. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Look, I don't know. Maybe that scenario, I would be like, I have to play the sensible shot that's going to have a bigger chance of getting me there. Yeah. So. In that scenario, I'd probably be like, I'm already behind. So I uh, need to do something about it. Yeah, I reckon we need to we need to uh, investigate this. Try it out. Maybe have a little match play. You want to try it out tomorrow? I mean, still do stroke play. Well, play still our keep our strokes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. But, but not pick up. Not pick up. No, just whoever gets the best score on the hole wins. Yeah, that hole. But not pick up. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do it. We'll yeah. do that tomorrow, and we'll report back. For all of our uh, valuable listeners. So, Callum vs. Sauna, episode one. Episode one. Episode one? Now, you know what? No. We need a trophy. Trophy? We need a BBGG trophy. Because, look, we're playing on our own at the moment, most of the time. Yeah. Sometimes we play with our friends. And I think eventually, I would like to hope that we have a person or two join us in our group as the BBGG people, whether it's sooner or later, it doesn't, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll just be the two of us, yeah. dynamic duo. But if we have a trophy, then if we go play four ball or two ball, best ball, 2v2, match play, Ambrose, stroke play. 3v1. Yes, anything. Then uh, 1v3. Well, look, with, with games night that I do with my brother and sister-in-law, mm. whoever wins the game that night has a cup. That says the ultimate winner on it. And then it has the text underneath saying, the ultimate winner gets weighted on hand and foot. Anything they ask, you have to do for them. Oh, yeah. much. So When you're playing games or forever? When you're playing games. Yeah. Okay. So if you say, tonight's a games night. Sure. 15 minutes before the game starts, they can ask for anything. They could ask you to go down the shops and grab something. And you have to go for a drive and grab it. So I'm like, maybe we get a trophy or something and then we do this match play stuff more often and uh, someone gets to keep a trophy that says they're entitled to a free drink or something in the 
the next round. Next round. I mean, I always bring you P-Max anyway, but you usually offer me an energy drink. Yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea, I reckon. The match play winner will purchase a drink for the other person. What? No, the winner doesn't. The no, loser. I'm going by hole-in-one rules. No, that that makes sense. I'll just, I, I just messed up my words, that's all. <laughs> the loser will buy the winner a drink next round. Yes. All right, that's enough of a... Uh, that's uh, a bet. That's our golf course bet. That's that's enough to of drink. a bet, yes. A drink. Or we can just... Four bucks. Four bucks. Four bucks? No. Golf course prices, mate. Two bucks. No, golf course prices, mate. One buck. Seven or eight bucks for Holy a, a 300 mil can of beer. This is why I don't buy drinks on the course. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, that's a good point. Maybe we just bring drinks and hope that we go somewhere with ice buckets. Whichever one works. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, that's a good idea. Well, oh. well, I think quickly, because we've just finished Masters Week. Oh, yes. Oh, I can't believe we haven't... It's been 40 minutes and we haven't spoken about Masters. We're too wrapped up in ourselves. Yes, yeah, selfish, selfish. Not Hideki Matsuyama. Oh, Hideki. What a guy. What a fantastic third round by Hideki to uh, solidify his place in history. Yes. Well, look, I think, yes, he had a very solid third round, but he had a not-so-good fourth round. I don't think the third round solidified him as much as everybody had a crappy fourth round. Because... <laughs> uh, People weren't that far behind him. Well, no, but... Well, if, he, if he, he was behind Justin if, Rose on the third day, wasn't he? If he didn't, not the end of it. Oh, right. He was... Well, he was the leader coming into day four. Right. Okay. By two or three strokes. Okay. Yeah, everyone else just sort of... I'm pretty uh, sure he's one over on the fourth round. Okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. In any case, he was the leader and he won. Yeah. Um, but... I think in the last five holes or something, he dropped three strokes. So it was. It, oh yeah, the, his last five. What did he have? Uh, one in the water, on the fifteenth. Oh goodness, I think that sent everyone in the world on the edge of their seat. Yep. Like I felt, I felt bad for him. I was like, no, don't, don't lose it now. Yeah. But then, um, I think Xander was right at his heels, and then he got in the water for a triple or something, and then pulled himself out of contention. Yeah, well, wow. um, which I imagine he's gutted about. Yes, because I think he came second, Xander, to um, Tiger when he won it. Right, and now he's in twenty nineteen. Yeah, and then third this year, tied three with yeah, Spieth, right. and that um, Will Zalatoris. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Who? Happy Gilmore's caddy. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think it was a good good tournament. Yeah, I watched a bit of it because. Yeah, time. I think I, I actually put on the coverage at midnight when it started. Right. I just had it on while I slept. Right. Because Corinne's waking up every hour or so to go to the toilet or uncomfortable rolling over and stuff. I'm often, I often get woken up and I would check the scores, <laughs> go back to sleep and wake up and it's on. I'm like, oh, I should do this more often. Yeah. I, I had said to myself the week before Masters, I was like, I'm not going to check any of the scores before I watch the daily coverage. Yeah. But I didn't watch any of the daily coverage. No. I watched the individual players on the app. Yeah. Which the app was awesome. So I find it hard to watch. Just watching the shots and you... not any of the commentary or anything. Yeah. Mm. 
I do like the commentary because you get you get more about previous years and the history and yeah, that's true. You know, other tournaments and you know, oh, he was tied second three years ago and yeah, oh, oh, what a good career, blah blah blah. Some of the commentary though, like <laughs> the for example, I watched a tournament a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think it was the Valero Classic or whatever it's called. Yeah, it was two weeks, yeah. Yep. Um, and there was one shot someone was doing, I don't even remember specifics, but the commentator was like, oh, looks like he's going for the the small draw or baby draw, whatever he called it, but that's not the shot you want to play on this hole. He's like, you really want to try and get the, the tight cut so that it comes out from the right and ends up back on the left around on the green. And the guy hits his baby drawer and it drops like three feet of the hole. And he's like, oh, yes, what an amazing shot. I'm like, these commentators, I'm pretty sure most of them are ex-golfers. Was it Nick Faldo? Uh, it probably was Faldo. <laughs> and I mean, I I know Faldo was a great golfer back in his day. Was, yes. Um, but it's just, that, I, that kind of made me think, you know what, I'm actually not that fast about watching golf with commentary on. Hmm. Like the the commentators, I find they do that quite often. They'll they'll address a shot and how they think it should be played, and then, I mean, I guess that's the reason that they're only commentating now and not still playing in the Champions Tours and whatever. Well, it's probably worth more money with their contracts. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like that Phil's playing in the Champions and the PGA. Yes, that's oh, fun. Phil's got to be one of my favourite golfers for sure. You see him just like whenever he goes into a Champions tournament. He, this year he's won it oh really he's, I think he's won two of them I haven't watched any of the champions tours this year <laughs> he'd be pretty pretty dirty at him <laughs> I can't tell you Phil you're still playing still making monies yeah alright well I thought it was good masters yeah um, it was it's great to see someone new win but he's I, I was pleased that a lot of the top 10 or whatever didn't even make cut sort of thing yeah it was it was good. It's good to have different people winning. I think it makes it less boring. Yeah, it's nice to see other people get up, and especially, you know, you you've seen the uh, Matsuyama's caddy. Yeah. When he put the flag in, the flag back in, and gave a little bow. Yeah. It was awesome because I think yeah, it was just a good show of uh, diversity in the game. Yes. Yes, it was great. First Japanese male to win the Masters. To win a major. Major. Let alone the Masters. Which is crazy. Senku. Oh, <laughs> he's such a funny guy. Oh, yeah, he seemed like a cool guy. Yeah, because it is a popular sport. In Japan. Well, not only that, but I mean, how many Japanese players have played for the since the majors started? Yeah, I don't know. Like, you got to think it's a, quite that. a high number. But yeah. for the fact that majors have been around for... 50 or 60 years or more actually mm. and he's the first person the first male Japanese person to win a major is insane yeah yeah alright well I think that wraps us up for today yep until after tomorrow's round well, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a recap of our game tomorrow match play see who the victor the victor and who goes to the spoils who goes the spoils? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, all right. That's well, uh, uh, yeah. Thanks, huh? thanks that's, for listening. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. 
Thanks for listening. We appreciate you bumping up our listener view count. Listener view count? Listener count? Listens? Counts of listens? Uh, Now we're just talking drivel. We are. We might just end it. We might. All right. See you, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye now. See ya. Bye. Bye.